hi everyone and welcome to self-discovery with Jacqueline Steele. Um, I am in my sweet little office. It is crisp and gorgeous out. I went for a run this morning with my husband and it's so beautiful out. You almost, we almost forgot, you know, all the craziness that's happening around us, but I'm in my office now. I am in a sweater wrapped in a cozy, cozy pink blanket. It's blush actually with my dog Pippin on my lap and a smoothie in front of me. And I'm just trying to be grateful for all the things that I can control in life because there's so much out of our control right now. Um, I've done a couple of episodes on the coronavirus and just my feelings and trying to shift focus to a more positive space so we aren't for the next foreseeable future every single day in a state of shock and despair and hopelessness. So if you are feeling any of those things, I definitely recommend checking out those other episodes. But today I want to talk about self-worth and I want to talk about flexing your self-worth muscle and building that muscle because self-worth is required to call all of the beautiful things that we want to call into our life. Before we dive in, a couple of announcements. These episodes come out on Mondays at 6 a.m. and then the light bulb moment episodes, the LBMs, <laughs> they come out on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. 6 a.m. So please be on the lookout for those. And if you need more information, visit JacquelineSteelInternational.com slash self-discovery pod. So I want to start today's episode by telling you a story. Um, and this happened just recently. Um, last Sunday, I woke up and I had one of those days where there was nothing wrong. Like mentally, I wasn't sad or agitated or anything, but I was just really tired and I was like, I need a mental health day where I can just sit or lay down in front of the TV and not have any specific responsibilities. And I rarely take these kinds of days because A, I feel like I have to work my ass off in order to earn them. And I usually only feel like I've earned them when I'm on the verge of burnout. Um, and B, well, it's all of those reasons, all the ones that I just listed above. So I very rarely take a full day to just turn off and relax. You know, every once in a while, I try to give myself a little time at night every night, but I'm not always good at it. I'm I'm not good at resting and it's something that I want to work on. But um, last Sunday, I decided to take that time and just have you know, what could be called a lazy day. I just want to call it a rest day because I think we all need rest days. And the following day, my husband and I decided to take a walk. And for some reason, I felt like I needed to speak with him about my inability to rest, but also my fear around what he would think while I rest. And so I got really brave. Um, and I kind of did one of those scenarios, like a Brene Brown scenario where I say the story that I have playing in my head is that when I take time off, you think that I'm lazy. Um, and my fear is that over time, if you think that I am lazy, it will cause tension, um, or some kind of divide in our relationship. And, I have a feeling that 
this isn't your fault. I think it comes from my childhood, but nonetheless, or nevertheless, I have such difficulty fully relaxing in front of you because I feel like I don't deserve it. And this is a problem because I feel like I'm always striving to earn my worthiness. Like I have to earn my way to rest. Um, and this hasn't been a sustainable way of living for me. And I don't think it is a sustainable way of living yet. I'm not sure how to get out of that cycle. And I'm not sure how to not worry about what you're thinking when I am taking some time to just reset. And as I was telling him all of this, I've also been taking a course on self-worth um, and going back into your childhood memories to kind of figure out what is causing you to have lower self-worth. And I realized when it came to rest, I grew up in a household that was very, very productive. My father is one of the most hardworking people I have ever been around. And he's also really, really, really energetic. So by 8am, he had mowed the lawn, run five ran five miles and biked 20, um, and read half a book. And I mean, it's just wild how productive my dad is, but growing up, what would happen? And I'm not even sure that he meant for it to sound like this, but we would wake up and he would say, um, or not, I'm sorry, not when we woke up, but you know, let's say mid morning, he would say, you know, what have you done so far today? And I think he was curious, or at least I hope that it was that he was curious. And then he would say, I've done X, Y, and Z and A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know, on and on and on and on. He had already accomplished so much by 10 a.m. And growing up, it was ingrained in me that if I didn't, if I wasn't productive 24 seven, then I wasn't working hard enough. And the feeling that I took from that was total shame. Like I'm just not enough. I don't have enough energy. I'm not doing enough every day. And that has followed me into my adult life where I never quite feel like I've done enough. Even if I've accomplished so much in one day, like today, for instance, I've already recorded like four or five podcast episodes, filmed them, got the sound. Um, I've done an IGTV makeup tutorial, an IGTV hair tutorial, and I filmed a makeup tutorial for YouTube. So I've done a ton today, but my tendency is at the end of the day to still say, well, you could have done a little bit more. You could have pushed a little bit harder. Um, And I think this all goes back to my childhood of never feeling like I could fully rest. And another memory I have from childhood is, you know, being a little kid and watching TV and my dad coming in um, and going, And just, he didn't even have to say anything. He would just look at me or my brother or my mom relaxing, watching TV and kind of shake his head. He was never somebody who watched TV. He was always a big reader or was doing something else. And so I felt shame around watching TV and laying down on the couch, even though, you know, I'd gone to school all day and done my homework and all of those things. I was never a lazy child. But again, that's followed me into adulthood where I just have this fear around being perceived as not doing enough. And for a long time, I felt like I can only relax when I'm by myself, where I don't feel like anybody is judging me or looking in or making any kind of assumptions about what I've done that day. And so I, you know, kind of word vomited all of this to Sam on our walk. 
And I was intimidated to share it with him because I was afraid of what he would say in response. But the beauty of this is, is that his response was something like, wow, I didn't realize you feel that way. I'm so glad when you take a rest day because it makes me feel like I can rest and have a do nothing day, which I need like once a week. And he said, I want to be so lazy on those days. I don't even want to have to wipe my own ass. And I know that feeling because we go 24 seven, it seems like, you know, as entrepreneurs and small business owners, and just, you know, we've got a lot of big dreams. And so we're working really hard toward them. And it's kind of a constant, your brain is turned on, even if you're not moving physically. And so to have him say this, which totally was a 180 from what I thought he was going to say was a pivotal moment for me because I realized I've been telling myself this story of you can't relax. You can't relax in front of anybody because you have to earn it and you have to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they think you deserve it. When in his mind, he saw it as such a relief when I turned down because he felt like he could turn down too. And so my mind expanded in that moment. And I started thinking about, man, what other stories have I been telling myself that are totally false? And also why is my self-worth so low in this area that I am addicted to being productive or appearing productive. Um, I really, really need to heal this area of my self-worth if I want to live the kind of life that I want to live, which is big and bold and brave and loving, like no holds bar loving. Brene Brown in her book, Braving the Wilderness, talked about an experience like this with her husband. And sometimes the story that we have playing in our head is not even remotely close to what our partner is thinking or was thinking in that moment. Um, And I think this is really, really important to remember. We have to be brave sometimes and say, you know, what I'm thinking is this, is that how you feel? Or the story that I have playing in my head or the tape that I have playing in my head is this, Is that what you think or is that what you're telling yourself? Why is it? Why is it that I'm constantly trying to earn my way? Even with a husband who loves me so much and loves me so well, why do I still feel like I have to prove myself to him? And what caused this trigger where the only time I can truly, truly rest is when I'm by myself? These are questions that I keep asking over and over and I'm doing something about it, which is really cool. I'm taking this course called pathway by Lacey Phillips of to be magnetic and these courses, there is a series of courses and they're so beautiful. And one really important underpinning of them is that self-worth is the highway to living the lives that we want because we can't call in our dreams and manifest anything if we don't feel worthy of our desires and our dreams. And I really resonate with this big time because I have big dreams and I've called in certain aspects of my dreams, but I haven't called them in fully. And I thought that if I just work hard enough that they will come to fruition, but I think that I'm totally wrong in that. And I truly believe this. I can't attain anything I don't feel worthy of. So in other words, I have to expand to the point where my subconscious mind believes that I'm worthy of something before I can call it in. I can't positive think myself into being worthy of a publishing deal or podcast advertisers wanting to 
come on my podcast. I can't positively think my way into that. I have to subconsciously retrain my mind to feel worthy of that. Like what I'm creating is so amazing. People will be lucky to be a part of it. And so that's what this course is about. And that's what I'm doing right now to really try and, and acknowledge and uncover and heal from these self-worth issues that I have. And when it came to, I touched on this a little bit, but when it came to this walk that I took with my husband, where I confessed how scared I was to just fully turn off in front of him, I came back and started asking myself how I could deconstruct this situation and really, really do something about it. And I think in order to deconstruct most things in our lives that are subconscious and we just act on versus really think about, we have to go back to our childhoods and really kind of, not kind of, really uncover what happened that is now drilled into our neuro pathways that makes us go from thought to decision without really thinking about what we're doing. And so that's what I started to do was to go back and deconstruct and after some meditating and journaling, here's what I came up with that really causes me to be in the state that I am in, which is I'm so afraid to rest because I feel like I need to earn my worth. Um, and I touched on this, but I'm going to repeat it again. My dad is one of the hardest workers I know, and he expected me to work hard. And I'm glad that he expected me to work hard, but he didn't really model resting either. Uh, and so I didn't understand that that could be part of the equation. I think also our culture glorifies busyness and productivity. You know, everywhere you look, it's how to be productive, how to, you know, milk this out of that and just get the most out of every single day. And while I definitely want to live a big, brave, bold, productive life, I don't think we need to be burning ourselves out and burning the candle at both ends every day to have a life that we love. Another thing that I journaled was I come from a super conservative Christian background um, and I was taught from a very, very young age that I wasn't worthy without Jesus Christ and only in accepting Jesus Christ be would I be able to get into heaven because I was so sinful and so unworthy. And so I internalized that as a young child to mean I'm going to always have to work really, really hard for my worth. And I think that's something about super conservative Christianity that is really detrimental to these really young, impressionable children, especially children like me who are sensitive and who take everything an adult says to them as like it's written in stone and it's black and white. And that's just the way that it is. I heard I'm sinful and unworthy and took it to heart. Like I'm never, ever, ever going to be good enough. And I held on to that. And I'm in some ways I'm still holding on to that. So I think that's a dangerous thing to, ch to tell a child. Another thing that I wrote in my journal is that I had an awesome career at Baylor university. I <clears throat> got good grades. I was the president of the student foundation. I was the Baylor homecoming queen. You know, I had a really, really stellar college experience then I did Teach for America, which is a really hard program to get into. Statistically, it's harder to get into to Teach for America than an Ivy League program. Um, 
or an Ivy League school. And then after Teach for America, I moved to Idaho with my husband after he was restationed and I couldn't find a job anywhere. I was printing off resumes and dropping them at every single business I could think of. It got to a point where I didn't have a job for so long. I went to, and and mind you, there's nothing wrong with this, but I had a big expensive college degree that I'm still paying off. And I went to an employment agency and got placed with a construction company. And I was a receptionist secretary for almost two years because I couldn't find work anywhere else. And this, it was such a giant hit on my self-esteem after working so hard in school and then doing teach for America and feeling like I was setting myself up for the best kind of career possible to, I can't find a job anywhere and I'm going to an employment agency. And the only place that will hire me is a construction company. And they want me to be their pretty little secretary, which is exactly what they wanted. And I'll tell that story at another time, but, um, that was really, really hard. Um, and in some ways I, I feel like I was knocked down coming out of the shoot because of all of this. I don't want to blame my dad, but my dad is a hardworking overachiever, um, very focused on his life and career. So I'm not blaming this on him, but that's what was modeled for me. And I didn't understand that there could be any kind of balance during the day. Then combine that with super conservative Christianity saying you're unworthy. The only way you'll ever be worthy is through Christ but otherwise you're completely worthless and totally sinful. Um, Then, you know, feeling like, okay, well, I can at least work my butt off and achieve what I want to achieve. But then I worked my butt off in college and teach for America and then couldn't find a job. And so I think, and all of it happened for a reason. I'm grateful for all of these experiences, especially in hindsight. But in that time, I just felt like I got knocked down all the way to the bottom. And for somebody who's always struggled with self-worth a little bit, um, all of those experiences combined kind of had me starting again at like a negative 20. Um, and so now that I've acknowledged all of this and written it down and decided that, you know, these really are my triggers and those are some of the primary reasons I am where I am, what do I do about it now? Um, and that's what I want to get into next. And I think the first step is always recognizing what is going on. And I see it now. And I know that my self-worth waffles or is in a state of waffling when I feel small. I'm doubting myself and the decisions that I made that made me feel so good yesterday. But now today I'm going, oh my gosh, am I doing the right thing? Am I ruining my life? Am I ever going to be anything worth anything? Um, that I know I'm, I'm waffling in my self-worth when I feel like that. I'm waffling when I'm comparing myself to other people. We are all worthy in our own individual ways. We should be celebrating one another, not comparing ourselves to one another. I'm waffling when I'm seeking validation outside of myself, which is such a dangerous, dangerous thing. I'm walking when I'm looping into self. I'm sorry. I'm waffling when I'm looping into self-talk that is destructive and degrading to who I am. I'm waffling in my self-worth when I'm questioning the way that I look. I mean, 
whether you want to believe it or not, God made us the way that we are. Um, and I want to be grateful that I have a body that works, that, um, I'm here in this time, in this period to live out my purpose. And I'm so much more than a meat suit. Um, and I want to, I want to be grateful for the way that I look and the way that I was born and not pick myself apart. (sighs) I'm waffling in my self-worth when I'm avoiding people or places because I don't feel good enough. I'm waffling in my self-worth when I'm not showing up in my life because I'm fearful or anxious or sad or depressed. I'm waffling in my self-worth when I'm focusing on trying to figure out what others think of me versus how I actually feel or what I think of them. So now that I can understand why I have these issues and understand when I'm feeling them, those waffling moments, now I want to work on building my self-worth muscle. And this is how I'm going to focus on doing that. The first thing is having difficult conversations like I did with my husband on our walk and not all conversations like this, these vulnerable conversations end so beautifully like they did with my husband. I'd be lying to you if I said that they did. So I want to throw that warning out. Um, And I've had many conversations that haven't, but when you speak from your heart vulnerably and share your fear or hurt Just remember that you don't need somebody else to validate your feelings. Those are your feelings, whether they understand them or not. Um, And whatever their reaction is, it's important that you are aligned with your own beliefs and values so that you aren't going to bed at night wishing you had said something different, wishing you had stood up for yourself, wishing you understood something that you just can't quite wrap your head around. So I think it's so important to have those difficult conversations, no matter what the outcome is. You don't need anyone to validate your feelings in conversations like that. Continue to speak the truth and speak it kindly, but know you're not responsible for the other person in the conversation. It's important to acknowledge that our feelings are worth speaking about and dealing with. And when we acknowledge the value of our own feelings and words, that helps to build our own self-worth because we're validating ourselves. Okay. Next thing, acknowledging where I have high self-worth because I don't have low self-worth everywhere. Just because I struggle in some areas with self-worth doesn't mean I struggle in every area. I think I'm really good at branding. I think I'm a talented writer. I think I'm doing a good job with this podcast. I think I have uh, a good singing voice um, and a knack for writing songs. So acknowledge the things that you are really good at because they matter. And just because it comes easily to you doesn't mean it's still not a a stellar, super cool thing. Next, making a list of all the cool things I have done or accomplished in my life. If I've done it before, chances are I can do it again. Another thing, standing up for myself when a boundary has been crossed because this is a signal to myself and the universe that I value myself enough to do something when a line has been walked over. We have to stand up for ourselves. It's a matter of our own self-worth and valuing our feelings and our bodies and our spirits enough to say no, or you crossed a line, or that really bothers me, or it hurts my feelings when, you know, I think our society makes that out to be frou-frou, woo-woo, silly stuff when it is the stuff of life, valuing yourself enough to 
Make sure everything that's happening is aligned with who you are and where you want to be going. And if it's not, acknowledging it and doing something about it. (sighs) Okay, saying no when I really want to say no. That's a struggle for many people. It's become a lot easier for me over the years because I do it more and more. And then reprogramming. Like I mentioned, I'm taking a course right now called The Pathway, and there's a lot of reprogramming involved where you go back to what you believed as a child and those beliefs that have shaped the way you see yourself today. And in that paradigm, you retrain your neural pathways to have healthier loops that lead to higher self-esteem. I'm still taking the course, um, and so I'm not... I'm not all healed up yet, but I'm actively trying to heal myself in these areas where self-worth is, where my self-worth isn't where I want it to be yet. I'll definitely speak more on these courses after I complete them, but for now, retracing my steps to childhood to see why I am the way that I am has been hugely helpful and you don't need a course to do that. You can do that on your own. Our subconscious mind is like a computer We programmed it as children, but we have the opportunity to reprogram it as adults. So I think all of that is so important. And to just understand that we're important enough to do this reprogramming, to do this work, to go back in time and understand what our triggers are and why we feel the way that we do, especially when it comes to our self-worth. So again, you don't need a course to do that, but you do need to acknowledge that all of the things that you feel are valid and they're worth healing from if they're not assisting you in your life. I want to end with this. You are worthy just as you are. And I hope you'll join me in strengthening our self-worth muscles because we deserve it. You have been listening to Self-Discovery with Jacqueline Steele. Um, You can find out more information at JacquelineSteeleInternational.com. You can find me on Instagram at Jacqueline Steele and on YouTube at YouTube.com slash official Jacqueline Steele. Send me your questions. Send me your notes. Please leave me a review as that's hugely important for this podcast to get out to other listeners. But until next time, thank you for being here. I wish you light and love and peace. Life is easier when we know who we are. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Oh, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Oh, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? You wear that mask.